0: And practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: That's so good. You know, um, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show, which is basically to invite amazing guests, triumphant guests, guests who have passed through one challenge or another. And they came out of it triumphantly. The reason is, we believe that in our audience, there might be someone somewhere who is stuck up in that same situation. So, by just listening, there might be a piece of information that a person needs to experience transformation. Okay. So, Lisa, talk to us about your story, the challenges, and how you came about getting a solution. Let's get started.
1: Okay. <laughs> so I don't know how far back you really want me to go with my story. <laughs> um I, you know, am basically I, I'm a love coach. Okay. I'm one of the first love coaches uh on the planet. I started doing this work over Twenty-one years ago, there's many therapists turn coaches, but I've been an actual love coach for over two decades. So, um, you know, when I was very young, I had terrible examples. My parents hated each other, and they fought, and it was kind of brutal, and. I decided that it didn't have to be that way. I didn't want that to be my legacy. And so um, my father left my mother, I think when I was about eight years old, he left her for another woman. And in that time, you know, I'm in my 60s now, I'm 62. So back then in our Situation so, in our so community;
0: it wasn't normal. So the cutie said, "I've got to yes. say this. you look very young. Whoa, I tell you." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, <laughs> a, okay, thank please. you.
1: Thank you. So, <laughs> thank you for saying that. Um. Thanks. That's very kind. So, anyway, I you know back in those days, my parents were the first of their friends to get divorced. And my mother was devastated. It really was soul crushing to her. It was humiliating amongst her family and friends and in front of her community. It was devastating. And um, she wound up dying of breast cancer when I was just 15 years old. So uh, I basically didn't really have parents my grandmother stepped in when i was uh when i was 15 i moved in with my grandmother and then she died when i was 21 so that's a very young age i think to to really be on your own in the world i have one
0: brother okay wow <laughs> that's really touching i tell you and to have you here today, oh boy, that means a whole lot. You're such a um, conqueror. You're a survivor, I tell you. Okay, so I've got some questions for you. All right. Um, How many dates did you go on before finding your husband, Benjamin? Okay.
1: Well, here, if, if I can just sum up what I was going to say about being on my own at such yeah. an early age, and then I'll talk very, you know, I'll get very quickly into my work and what I do. Okay, yeah. It became very clear to me that I was alone. You know, I was alone in the world, and I didn't want to spend my life alone without a partner. I didn't have family. So finding family was the most important thing. Um, I was married once before I met my husband, Benjamin. He was a lot like my father. So I got out of that relationship. And then I decided with online dating that this was a golden opportunity for me to figure out what was in the way, why I wasn't connecting with men in the way I wanted to. So in answer to your question, I went on almost 100 first dates. I went on 96 first dates in two years uh, before I found Benjamin, my, my husband of 21 years.
0: Amazing. Not so good, I tell you. Okay. So let's talk about the dates. Okay. How were you able to keep all of those dates interesting and fun for yourself?
1: <laughs> well, I know most people hear that. Like some people I know, you know, today have been on many more dates than I went out on. The difference is that. I had gotten to a point where I was very, very clear. I had stopped looking for a man to choose me. And I got very clear about the things I was looking for in a partner. And I realized that, you know, finding the right guy was going to take some work and some time. And to be honest, I had a lot of growing up to do myself. I had a lot of lessons to learn and I needed to open up and learn how to connect with men and I needed to learn how to get out of my head and into my heart. So it was all an opportunity for me to experiment even if I never wanted to see a guy again. It gave me the opportunity to be able to go on a date and you know really get to know men. And to be honest, I'm very curious about men. I think that they're fascinating. And so even if a guy was not, you know, if we were from completely different worlds, if you and I had gone on a date, we would have had a great time, even if it wasn't a match. I still think any two people can really enjoy each other's company
0: if they want to. That's that's true. That's true. Okay. You know, um, let's dive a bit into your background. Can you talk more about the experiences, the stuff that you went through, those moments that you were you felt all alone, and can you talk more about that? I wanna know <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> well, I think you know for me yeah. um based just on my history and all. Um, I felt alone in the world. You know, you can have friends, you can have people in your life that you connect with, but it isn't the same as having family, having people that are there for you and where you're there for them. And so um, there's a different connection. There's a different level of commitment with family, with blood, you know? So I think for most of my life, I felt lonely, I felt alone, I felt disconnected, and different you know I think a lot of people who who are listening can probably relate to the, having those feelings of not fitting in of being on the outside, looking in, and not being a part of something, so I don't have children. my husband and I both didn't want them but the last 21 years have just been amazing. And, you know, I have very, very dear friendships, but my husband and I are like this. We really have what we call a guardian of your soul relationship. So we just adore each other. And I don't need a whole lot more than that, but I couldn't imagine going through life without a
0: partner. Amazing. Okay. Um. We still, I still have some questions here. Okay. All right. So what would you say was your greatest challenge in dating and the greatest lesson in dating? Talk to us about the challenge in dating and the lesson in dating. Okay.
1: Yeah, my greatest challenge, and I think it's a challenge for many women, is that I could be self-confident when it came to my work. Self-confidence is a belief in your abilities, but self-esteem is a very different thing. Having self-esteem means knowing your worth, knowing your value. And so when I was, you know, for much of my life, I really didn't feel that men found me attractive. I didn't feel comfortable with men. And because of that, I gave my power away. I really would show up on dates. And instead of me sitting on a date and thinking, do I like this man? Is he right for me? I would go on dates and I would think, well, why doesn't he like me? How, you know, why don't these men want to go on another date? What's wrong with me? And so gaining my self-esteem was probably... The most challenging thing of all for me personally was knowing my own worth. And you asked the greatest lesson I learned. I Right before I met my husband, I went. I met a man and we dated for just six weeks, just six weeks. And he was the handsomest man I'd ever met. We knew a lot of the same people. We had a lot of mutual friends. And I thought, wow, this really might be my guy. And then six weeks into that relationship, (laughs) I started to realize that he had a lot of issues. He was emotionally blocked. Mm. He was not a kind person. And so the moment I got clear, I ended that relationship (laughs) Mm. And I I never looked back. And in the past, yeah. you know, he, he called me up on the phone and he tried to blame me. Really? He said some awful, mean things to me.
0: Whoa.
1: And this was really funny. I sat and I listened to him, you know, lashing out, criticizing me, yeah. saying all these horrible things. And when he was all finished, yeah. saying all of these terrible things to me, I just said, wow, Mm. you really don't like me. Mm. Mm. And he said, well, what are you going to do about it? And I said, I'm going to hang up the phone. Mm. I said, I'm going to hang up the phone. I don't want to be in a relationship with a man who doesn't like
0: me. Mm.
1: And I hung up the phone. And about two months later, I met my husband, Benjamin.
0: Amazing. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> different yeah. kind of men different kind of men I dare you okay All right. Um, <laughs> this next question is very important okay it says um, what are some of the most common issues you help, help women overcome through your course okay you got a course uh, mm-hmm. okay 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 talk to us about your course yeah, I have
1: a 12 week course okay I have a 12 week course um and then we have it's an initial course and then after that we have a 6 month course or a year long course so there are two there are three courses that we offer um in the beginning yeah.
0: uh
1: we you know in the very beginning one of the biggest issues that we uh help women solve is we sh- we help them see their blocks their repeating patterns, the mistakes that they've been making, the blind spots, the things they don't realize that they're doing wrong. Because often when women start working with us, they think it's all the men's fault. And they don't really realize that they're picking the wrong men. They're you know, their hearts are closed. They're not emotionally available. So we help the women look at their, the repeating patterns, the mistakes and the bad choices they're making. And then we teach them about men, how to connect with men, how to bring out the best in a man, how to pick a good man, how to tell which are the guys that are not really ready for a relationship. And how to be
0: able to spot the ones who are? Wow, wow, that's amazing! I tell you. Ooh, okay, mm. you know, um, anyone who actually falls into this category would feel like Lisa is talking to me. Okay, so um, um, the last question, last question, the last question. Okay, <laughs> okay. So he says. Um, Why do so many women say there just aren't any good men out there? You know, this is so common. Maybe due to their experiences, okay? Why do they say that?
1: (laughs) Well, I think one of the things that we often see, first of all, they've been hurt and disappointed by, by the men in their own lives. They have firsthand experience of being with men who were not kind, who were not loving, who were irresponsible. So I think that when you really look at it, there are not, you know, there are many, many immature people in the world, not just men, but women too. And when it comes to relationships, women don't really understand men and men don't really understand women. In some ways, it's almost like we're a world apart. So the first thing is these women have had traumas and disappointments from the men in their lives. That's the first thing. And we also see in the media, in in our culture, a lot of abuse, a lot of terrible stories of men abusing women, taking advantage of women it's very prevalent in, in our culture. And then the third thing is most women have never really done any work on how to choose the right partner. They're very pulled in by men who are exciting and seem, you know, in in the beginning to be everything they're looking for, but they really have never learned how to tell a good man from a not so good man. And so all of those things add up to women saying there are no good men. It isn't true. It isn't true. There are wonderful men out there, wonderful men, maybe not a lot of them, you know, maybe, but there aren't a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good women but there true. aren't many women who understand men.
0: that's true. There are a lot of good women- good women out there and good men out there. That's true. no, yeah <laughs> there are yeah, due to the disappointment most of them must experience that's why they say such. I get it okay, so to round up with, Lisa, what would yes. you like to say to anyone who is in a situation where um, she believes that I take for instance, the person had maybe five different marriages and it didn't work. And now she has made up her mind that there are no good men. She has made up her mind that even her own daughter, I'm going to teach my daughter not to ever engage with any man because all men are evil in just a few sentences. What would you like to see to such person or people? Let's get it. <laughs> Don't give up on love.
1: This is the most important thing in life. Go out and find a coach that you really connect with, somebody whose message really resonates for you, and listen to those people. Follow them. Work with them if you can afford to. Do their programs and Learn about love and relationships and study this. Of all the things that you could go to school to study, how to pick a great partner and have a, a, a beautiful, loving relationship is the most important work anyone can do. There are good men and there are good women out there, and we can learn how to find each other.
0: Amazing. That's true. Thank you for that um insight you know you have blessed me and i know anyone who's going to be listening to this podcast will be blessed also your words are filled with (laughs) so much insight and knowledge and that's so good so that's going to be the end of the show thank you so very much for honoring the invite lisa it means a whole lot
1: it's my pleasure thank you for inviting me to come on it was lovely to be here